0: Love some of the words to the songs that we sang this morning talking about His redeeming work is done. And then one, it says that He put, put on our sin. And, and I would maybe correct that just a little bit to say that He became our sin. He just didn't put it on. He became sin for us that we might be justified to the Father. Last Sunday, we discussed the three acts that we're talking about. The first act was Christmas, the promise. We spent time in the Old Testament reading through the, the, the prophecies telling us of the coming of Christ. It was, it was no accident. It was no surprise. It wasn't all of a sudden, oh, what are we going to do? This was God's plan before He laid the foundations of the world. was to send His Son to die for you and for me. Then act two was was basically Holy Week. Last Sunday we began with Hosanna as Christ came into Jerusalem on the donkey again, as was predicted in Zechariah. All the prophecies that that referred to, to Christmas and the coming of Christ have happened. Not to His second coming yet, that is yet to come. But everything that referred to Him coming as a babe, coming to the earth and putting on a human body so that he could become sin for us and die on that cross today we we celebrate the the resurrection but without the crucifixion there would be no resurrection open God's words with me if you would to 1st Peter chapter 2 we, we looked at these a little more in detail on Friday night so we're not going to spend a lot of time here but first Peter 2:24 and, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you were healed for you were continually straying like sheep but now have returned to the shepherd and guardian of your souls chapter first uh, Peter 3:18 for Christ also died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, in order that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. And we looked at Isaiah chapter 53. I'm just going to read a couple of verses from there. We read the whole chapter Friday night, but 50, Isaiah 53.6, All we like sheep have gone astray. As, as First Peter was alluding to there. Each of us has turned to his own way, but the Lord has caused the iniquity of us all to fall on him. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth like a lion. Excuse me, <laughs> I'm thinking of the song. Like a lamb that is led to slaughter, and like a sheep that is silent before its shears. He did not open his mouth. the crucifixion of Jesus Christ on the cross, him becoming sin for us, so that God's wrath, God's justice as the the, the judge would be satisfied, because there is absolutely nothing that you or I can do to satisfy God's wrath. Only the blood of Jesus Christ could do that. Could do that for us. Act 3. Again, we looked at last week more was the victor returns. And and that that victorious return is set up by the resurrection. Act 3 is set up because Jesus did rise again. He did walk out of that grave. And in that, we have salvation because His resurrection was victory over sin and death. They say the two greatest fears that we have, that that people have in life, is the first one is death, and the second one is public speaking. I can't help you with the public speaking, but God has already taken care of the first one. We do not need to fear death. You go to a funeral of someone that, is, that you know lived a life for Christ. And there is grief there, but there is not despair. Because there is hope in Jesus Christ. If you've ever been to a funeral of somebody that you know that did not know the Lord, how sad is that? There is no hope there. There is despair because they don't know, well what if what if there is something after this? And they don't have the hope in Jesus Christ. So there's great despair in that. Death is the, the ultimate the ultimate spiritual warfare from Satan. We looked at Genesis 3.15 and the word says that he, Christ, will crush Satan's head and Satan would bruise his heel. Folks, when Christ came from the grave, he crushed Satan. Up until then, Satan thought maybe he had a little chance. Just maybe. He and his demons were dancing on their dance floor or whatever on Friday night. But even somebody as stupid as Satan should have known that Sunday morning was coming. Christ crushed Satan. There is no reason for us to fear death. Because we have the hope in our hearts of eternal life. Not because of anything that we have done. But because of what he has done and who he is and what he did for you and what he did for me. 1 Corinthians 15. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 58. But when this perishable will have put on the imperishable, and this mortal will have put on immortality, then we will come about the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. The great evangelist Billy Graham died four years ago. And in 2015, he recorded his last message. Now, the one thing I always respected about Billy Graham is that he preached the word. And he 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 tried to keep it simple because those that don't know those that don't know Jesus need it to be simple. But what do you think he thought, and knowing that it was the last message he was going to ever preach, what do you think he preached on? He preached on the death of Christ and the resurrection of Christ. Simple and straightforward. He was he, he, he was 99 when he died. He was about six months short of 100. So he was 97 when he preached that last message. 96 or 97. Didn't quite have the energy that he had. 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago when he was preaching to vast crowds. But you could hear the strength in his voice and the sincerity. And he says it's, My wish that you would know Jesus Christ. That was the whole purpose of him preaching the word. Was that lost sinners would come to Jesus and have a personal relationship with him. There's a lot of religions in the world. Christianity is not a religion, people. Christianity is about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you don't have that, I pity your soul. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2 verses 14 and 15. Since in share in flesh and blood he himself likewise also partook of the same that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and might deliver those who through fear of death are subject to slavery all their lives. Ephesians 6, we know about the armor of God and putting it on. And that warfare is very real. God has given Satan time to, to do his work on this earth. And the thing that, I don't think there's much that Satan loves, but the one thing that he does love is when he can keep somebody from coming to Jesus Christ. And that is the battle. That is the war that we face on a daily basis. Satan would, that we would all die. Without having a relationship with Jesus Christ, he loves other religions that draw people away and and point them to other people and things because then they're not focusing on Jesus Christ. And Satan knows that Jesus Christ is the only way of salvation. And anything he can do to draw people away, he will do. But because of the resurrection, we have hope. We have hope in Jesus Christ. Sometimes sin in this world really stinks. Some are struggling in a marriage. Some struggle with finances. Maybe there's an addiction to to anything drugs or alcohol or pornography or anything that would, gambling, anything that would draw us away from Jesus Christ. Satan will use it. He'll pull every trick out of his bag, every tool out of his toolbox to get us to focus on everything or anything other than Jesus Christ. But as we read, and we'll read more verses this morning, we do not need to fear death because Christ crushed death. He crushed Satan, he crushed sin. When he rose from the grave and had victory over Satan and over sin. He did the bidding of the Father. And he rose again in the power of the Holy Spirit. All these difficulties that we have in life. These things that we encounter that we struggle with. Finances, whatever. Kids not being obedient. Satan would use those to distract us. God will use those to grow us if we will throw ourselves on him, if we will cast our cares on him. He will use them in our lives to grow us and develop us to the person that he wants us to be. We, we talked briefly in the last week over about the Hubble telescope and how the, the scientists a few months ago paused it. they paused it for about three and a half hours and that three and a half hours they were able to photograph about a hundred somewhere in the neighborhood of hundred 120 galaxies that they had never discovered, not new stars, galaxies. Our God created that. And our God has a plan, even though he is that vast and that immense. He has a plan for each and every one of us. From the littlest ones to, well, I won't look at anybody, I'll just say the oldest ones. (laughs) He's got a plan for each and every one of us. The God who created the universe... Do you think that your financial problem is too big for him to solve? Do you think that whatever is dragging you down, whatever Satan is trying to use in your life to discourage you, to get you to focus on anything but Christ? Do you think that our God is so small that he can't solve that? That he can't use that in your life to grow you? We have hope in Jesus Christ I have hope that God loves me that's really obvious looking at Friday night looking at the crucifixion and what he went through to become sin for us he loves you and he loves me i have hope that that God is just and we've already mentioned this, that, that God is just, that, that His demand for justice has been met in the blood of Jesus Christ, that we have hope in that, because we know that He is a just God, and he wants us to, to be in that right relationship with him, so that when our time comes to leave this earth, that we're not lacking, or that we're not wondering what now. What's going to happen? We will know and we will have hope because Jesus fulfilled the justice of God. We are assured of forgiveness because he lives. We know that because of the resurrection that God is going to work in our lives. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3. excuse me Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 through four if then you have been raised up with Christ keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your mind on the things above not on the things of the earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God when Christ who is our life is revealed then you also, will be revealed with him in glory. Satan would want us to focus on everything on the earth. But God's word over and over again tells us to focus on things above. Seek them. Seeking requires effort. It requires energy. It doesn't just happen. You don't put your Bible under your pillow and go to sleep at night and think you'll you know, absorb it by osmosis. If any of you do that, I'm sorry, it's not working. <laughs> Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Ladies' Bible study, men's Bible study. Us being here. Do you treat it flippantly? How about daily in your own life? For those of you that are old school, you've probably heard this saying before, you youngsters probably haven't. You get out of something what you put into it. If you put nothing in, you ain't going to get nothing out. Sorry about my grammar teachers. (laughs) But if you don't put effort into it, you're not going to get anything out of it. How well do you know your spouse, your family, your parents? How did you get to know them? You spent time with them. Growing up, you didn't have a choice. (laughs) How much time do you spend in the Word? How much time do we spend in prayer? And then we wonder why God doesn't answer. And why our spiritual life feels shallow sometimes. It's because we don't put the work in. The Holy Spirit is there to open our eyes and to shed understanding, but what does He have to shed understanding on if we're not in the Word? We have hope that God loves us. We have hope that God is just. We have hope that God is working in me, and we have hope that He is coming again. 1 John 3. Well, keep keep going to 1 John 3. I'm just going to flip back and, and read a verse out of Acts. We're going to get back to Acts next week, but I can't I can't ignore it even for one week. It's too much good stuff there. Acts 1.10. As we as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was departing, behold two men in white clothing stood beside them, and they also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus who has been taken up from you into heaven will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. He will come again. This is part of Act 3. Not Acts 3, Act 3 that we've been talking about. In 1 John chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet appeared as yet what we shall be. We know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who has this hope fixed on Him Purifies himself just as he is pure. He's coming back, folks. He's going to come back and establish his kingdom on this earth. You're going to come back with him? We have that hope that we will be there and we will see him and we will be like him, for we shall see him as he is. What a hope! What a promise! What a blessing that is, to know that we can go through life with that knowledge, with that hope. Again, think of the funeral of someone that passes away that doesn't know Christ. There's grief, but there's also despair. And if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, when you die, your funeral, there will be grief, but there will be no despair. There is no reason to fear death. Death. It's it's a it's a passing from here to eternity with God. I look forward to it. No, I'm not going to run in front of a train or play on the in the middle of the road or do you know do anything stupid like that. But I'm looking forward to the day when I leave here and go there. quote from David Jeremiah I love it This the salvation that we can have in Jesus Christ It's not a hope so hope It's a no so hope Okay? It's not a hope so hope It's a no so hope I know without a shadow of a doubt I have hope in Jesus Christ I have hope in eternity to spend it with him because of what he did. Psalm 95. Verses 6 and 7. Psalm 95, 6 and 7. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker, for He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Today, if you would hear His voice, do not harden your hearts. I almost asked Stephen that when we're done with our last song to... Just if he would play softly. And if you can make this happen, Steve, that's fine. If not, that's fine too. The song, I can only imagine. (laughs) I can only imagine. (laughs) These are tears of joy, folks. I can only imagine. Will I dance for Jesus? Or in awe of Him will I be still? Will I shout hallelujah? Or will I kneel before Him? And and I think that it would be a very real response for all of us to respond differently because we're not all the same people, we're not all the same personalities. So I know that when we get to heaven, some of us will be dancing, some of us will be kneeling, some of us will be shouting hallelujah, and some of us will just stand in awe. Of who he is. I can only imagine. I can't wait. Acts 2.24. Going get, to gonna get Acts in there again. I love this verse. And God raised him up, putting an end to the agony of death get this, since it was impossible for him to be held in its power. It was not possible for Satan to hold Jesus in the grave. It was not possible for sin to hold Jesus in the grave. Because God the Father raised him from that grave in victory. 2 Timothy 1. We're almost done. Second Timothy 1 verses 8-10 through 10. Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord or of me, his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace which was granted us in Christ Jesus for all eternity, but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Remember that verse, Acts 2:10? It was not possible for sin or Satan to hold him down. John 11:25. After Jesus raised Lazarus he was talking to Martha and he said to her I am the resurrection and the life he who believes in me shall even shall live even if he dies and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die do you believe this do you believe this I am the resurrection and the life. And Romans 5:5. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. And we know from our, our study in Acts that God gives the Holy Spirit to those that obey Him. If you do not obey Him, you do not have the Holy Spirit. It's not me saying that. That's God's word, okay? Say, wow, well, pastor, that's kind of blunt. That's well, God's word. If we obey him, he gives us the Holy Spirit. That's what Paul was just talking about. That's where he gets his power. It's through the Holy Spirit. Okay, everybody wake up. I'm queuing you in here. He is risen. He is, risen he is alive, folks. He is alive. He lives. I know He lives. And I know that I have the hope in Him because of what He has done for you and what He has done for me. Hallelujah. Stand with me if we as we sing.